Welcome to this episode of the Comedy Defects Podcast. My name is Winter, I'm a comedian, and this is my show. Those that are new to the show, welcome. Those that are old to the show, thanks for coming back again, guys. This is episode 103. I'm just going to be a very short intro as well, because I've had a lot of stuff happen in this month, and I just managed to get this one under the wire. So this is not to take anything away from this episode. It's an absolutely excellent episode with the amazing comedian Ben Briggs. Now, I'll tell a bit about Ben. He is uh, sort of on a darker kind of, I hate to use the word edgy because it just comes with stupid connotations now, but he has a kind of like a heart behind his kind of stuff. He's got always got a, a point to say, and he's got some really great insights into his bits and his comedy, and I just talked to him for about an hour or so uh, on this podcast. He's a really great comedian. If you ever see him on a bill, go and check him out. He's absolutely excellent. And he takes a lot of risks as well. It's never the same show every time you see Ben. So that's Ben Briggs. You can find him on his website, which is benbriggs.co.uk. He also has his own podcast, The Ben Briggs Show. So go check that out. He's in like the 200s episode mark now at this stage. So not going to say much more about this intro. If you like the podcast and you want to donate, you can. Go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast and donate as much as you feel this podcast is worth. And if you can't donate, that's okay. Just tell your friends about your favorite episode because it tells people where we are and what we're up to. And you can follow me. I'm on social media at Winter Dominus on Instagram, Facebook. We also have a Facebook page for The Comedy Defect and we also have a group as well. You can join that. And uh, I say, share your favorite episode, like it, go to Patreon if you want. If not, look, just enjoy this episode 103 with the excellent comedian, Ben Briggs. Ben Briggs, thank you for coming on the Comedy Defect. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. Uh, just uh, you know, getting through it, mate. Just kind of waiting it out, mate. It's just glad that spring has kind of uh, started to kind of thaw a little bit. My mental state is getting a little bit better. I think that the uh, sun is starting to come out now and... Not as cold. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way, mate, to be perfectly honest, exactly the same way. So what have you been doing? Well, like any other stand-up, very fucking little, mate. Lying to myself that I'm going to do a load of writing. I'm working a day job now. Yeah, so things have changed a lot in the last year since everything's, uh, since the world has gone a bit fucked up. What's the day job now? I'm just working for a supermarket. Oh, yeah? That's what I'm doing. How is that? Uh, fucking awful. As, as anything is like that, isn't it? Just pretty awful. I work in the online department. But, um, right. yeah, it's not it's not the rock and roll lifestyle that uh, we're used to, is it, mate? That's true, man. That's true. But, like, so uh, any particular one? Is it the one that ends in O or is it the one that ends in Y or is it a part? Oh, it's one? just Sainsbury's. Oh, right. right I work for them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind saying, mate, to be honest. <laughs> you know me. I don't mind. I don't mind saying. You know, I'm not worried about recriminations or anything like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I work for them. I work in the online department, just loading the vans. So right. I start early in the morning and I'll finish by about 10.30. It's not too bad. It's money to tick tick over, isn't it? Yeah, that's so, it. Which is what we've all got to do at the minute, really. Have you managed to squeeze out any material out of this stuff? No. It's just not funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just not, not funny. funny. Oh, shit. It's not funny at all. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a slug. It's getting up at like one o'clock in the morning, going in for two o'clock leaving off at 10.30, and I find I can wring no comedy out of it whatsoever. <laughs> like, in fairness, it would be okay if you work day shifts, but it's like night shifts are absolutely debilitating. 
Yeah, it's tiring. It is tiring. I literally woke up about half an hour ago. What about yourself? How are you how are you getting on? I'm surviving, man. I'm surviving. Like, I just managed to kind of like um just kind of just adapt really, you know. I just got like a I've got a part time job. I've always been freelance anyway. And uh so it's kind of like hasn't really changed a huge amount. It's just a yeah. place I go to work in, like it's just it's like all the kind of like sanitizing everything. I'm a, more or less a fire risk when I walk home, you know, or whatever it is. Just, but it's it's all right, man. It hasn't my job hasn't really changed because I work mostly from home. You know, it's like IT sort of based stuff. So I'm kind of like a bit blessed that way. And my wife works from home anyway, so I don't. Right. It's not in fairness, like she was already agoraphobic at this stage. So like you know, I mean, I'm the <laughs> Wait, one. Like a charm, man. Mate, this is like you know, as you know, they do the old news jack thing. This has been it's been a bad week for uh, for lockdown, a good week for agoraphobics. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so yeah, but um, I've been I've been organizing stuff, man. Just re kind of like just getting stuff in order. I don't know why. Just been kind of getting stuff like kind of where it should be, you know, like, like even even organizing gig lists of of venues and. Right. Where are they going to go in the Excel document? Okay, that's everywhere everything is going. Okay, that's fine. That's when it's ready. I, I can just maybe get motor on. I wrote some jokes last night as well. I, I took I like I took some. I was like, oh my god, I remember what this was like. And uh, I spent about maybe a couple of hours just putting some stuff together, you know. But um, for when kind of I just felt a bit more positive yesterday. I don't know why. Um, I think yeah, that's for the after times, just um, putting something in the bank, yeah. ready ready to uh, hit the ground running when it all starts kicks up again. Exactly, just kind of proving to yourself that you can write jokes again. Do you know what I mean? It's like okay, great. Um, so I was really pleased about that. I was like, "Oh, great! This is still kind of flowing, still, and not, you know, it wasn't really just where it kind of came up, left off, you know." But, yeah. Um, yeah. Apart from that, man, just you know, I just I cleared out a garage. I cleared out a fucking shed. There's this Facebook group which is called Dull Men's. Uh, is it Dull Men's Facebook group or something like that? Right. Uh, right. Chris, Chris Deuce, who we share a birthday, put me in in uh, contact with it because I put up a post during the summer last year when the dustbin lid came off and I, I kind of basically. Uh, retrofitted a hinge on the old fucking dustbin, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I took a picture of the fucking thing and like, he was like, you'd be doing really well in this group, this dull men's Facebook group. I was like, oh, thanks, mate. Uh, so I, I, I got into it, like, you know, organising sheds and, like, got myself a little uh, tool tidy where I put in loads of fucking nuts and bolts and fucking washers and shit. And I didn't go too far. I didn't go late, start labelling the drawers, but I was nearly right. there, Ben. I was fucking nearly there, <laughs> mate. I was like, I was like easy winter, easy. I got the daughter to to do that and myself and daughter were just putting stuff together kind of like uh, I was like right you put that you know like organizing stuff it's great and then yeah. um so put it in the into the shed then as but you know I was like right well I've actually bought a labeler but I maybe that's something for this summer mate it's fucking sad man I've become an old fucking man I just like it just it just happened it just happened yeah. during the summer and uh yeah so I've been doing that and like uh and then I, I, I kind of empathize with hoarders these days yeah you see them right and you kind of go like, especially if they got like a if you're in a family or something you know they kind of go you know they turn up at the place and the place is covered in like a full of there's bags of shit everywhere and there's like stacks of fucking newspapers and you're kind of going why do they live like this and then you kind of like during the lockdown I was like I'm organizing everything I'm tidying up everything and then you know you're kind of going what are you doing this for I'm I don't know just I don't know what I, what I need left what I've got left to do and then your your kids are kind of going you know the only thing that needs to go now <laughs> is you yeah 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 <laughs> so or, like, you, you know, start um thinking uh, maybe no, they know something we don't know and they're storing all this stuff away because they yeah. knew this pandemic was coming yeah. and they're going to need those 10-year-old fucking newspapers just to make it through. Kindling, you know, like yeah, the, yeah. The, you know, the little uh, Tinder 
for just like you know not that it, it was going to confuse everyone uh, still you know <laughs> so okay grand ben gun well let's, let's talk about uh, old ways they used to make fire oh don't you know? <laughs> basically yeah. you need a tinderbox and a, a flint and a, an iron that's what they used to use and then he said like you know the, anyway it's never gonna happen right but yeah we just uh we have like iPhones for that shit now, isn't it? We just rub two iPhones yeah. that for that. You just turn the app on, it magnifies something through laser, and then just fucking starts a fire. Uh, <laughs> or you just write an inflammatory comment on Twitter, and then someone comes around and just sets fire to something, and there you go, it's done. Yeah, uh, that's the easiest. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the easiest one these days. It's good that you're writing, though. Like, you know, like, I think a lot of people are taking a bit of time just to reassess things and get things organized. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm not just sitting here sort of like, like anybody i think most people are writing i don't know you check in with people every now and again didn't you but yeah. like um like obviously my girlfriend's a stand-up as well so um hannah's been writing lots and stuff like that right. so that's you get the old guilt trip didn't you yeah. like you start feeling guilty for not having written stuff for a while or something like that so and that that um g's you into action again doesn't oh, it? Man, totally it's it, but it's like that thing, isn't it? As well, you kind of go. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was up and down like a couple of months ago. I was like, oh, just like for fuck's sake, getting any motivation to do anything. I was like, oh, like as soon as lockdown three came, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, yeah. like just when you're kind of like, and I was like, right, fine. And then I took a bit of time out um, from everything, and then uh, just like, you know what, right? You know, you hear yourself. You don't become one of these people that reads these books that kind of self help books, right? But I had a book which was like getting things done. It's called right. I had it in my right. fucking my my library to read. For I say a library, a fucking pile of books in the corner, you know. Um, and, uh, <laughs> it sounded very grand. A library, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, kind of, I'd like about maybe about ten books. I was like, right, okay, I'm gonna fucking read them. So I got these. This is the last one. I was like, which I, I finally got round to reading, and and you know what? It fucking did help me get through some stuff. You know, I was like, right, did okay, it? got a three paper sheet of paper and put up on the wall. What do I need to do? Every put everything down, and I get some shit done, mate. It was great. It was really good. Yeah. But, you know, Even think, the mere cover made you uh, read the actual book in the first place. That's an achievement. Yeah, this is this is it. It was like, well, look, you got it. You can't. It was just there judging me by the end. Yeah, of the yeah. Of two years, you know. That's the worst thing, isn't it? It's your own like self guilt you've got about like sitting on your ass and not doing anything. And it's so easy to, because your sort of uh, personality and everything is wrapped up with doing stand up. Mm. It's so easy when you're not doing it you know you've lost you've lost like a superpower and yeah. what am i like you know yeah yeah you know? you're just a normal bod you yeah. know going to work and stuff but, that's it um, yeah you know like even if you have like even with day, day, when you have day job just supplementing it like whatever it is like today i may be this but in the evening i am uh, you know yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> what have you been doing to sort of like mentally keep like on it you know a little bit uh, what mentally keep on like just on top of things, man? Just like if you've been like you know, kind of. You mean mental? Through. Do you mean mental health issues, mental? No, man. I mean like well, it's what? Just, <laughs> like, them here the first time. Uh, I mean, you probably talked about in your own co- podcast, the Ben Br- the Ben Briggs podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Just uh, all that, you know, mental health stuff i just uh i tend to bury it deep down winter yeah, and great. think i'll fucking deal with that in retirement that's fine um, just you'll, you'll leave it fester and yeah yeah i mean you'll you'll go out in a blaze of glory with like some really really debilitating disease that no one will know what the name of it is but yeah yeah in history because it'll be your disease yeah either that or at the top of a bell tower, tower taking pot shots at people yeah, I'm I'm pretty all right. I think yeah. it's it's probably not for me to say, really, is it? Whether you're um, 
whether you're all right mentally or whatever, is it? It's everybody around you who goes, fucking hell, well, Jesus Christ. You know, you come to an age when you kind of start to go, well, actually, I do have some self-awareness about who I am. No one has attacked me. You yeah. Know, or, or maybe that's not a good reference point because like, maybe doesn't no one has attacked you because they think you're absolutely mental. So they'll leave you the hell alone. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Well, you, you, get, you, get to, you, you get a little bit, like you say, more self-aware. Like even last night, you know, last night um, I got to be at work at two o'clock this morning. I went out to see um, my girlfriend Hannah last night mm. because she's in my bubble because I, um, yes. <laughs> just to clarify <laughs> that, just to clarify, yeah. uh, she's in my bubble because yeah. I live on my own. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's quite a big bubble. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, ever expanding bubble. I was trying to get a couple of hours kip. It was about nine o'clock at night. I'm mm. laying in bed. The TV's on down, you know, in the flat downstairs, and then it's quite loud. And I just went fuck this. I'll go and sleep. And it's right underneath the bedroom. So I went mm. fuck this. I'll go and sleep on the sofa. I just wanted a couple of hours kip. And then as soon as my head hit the pillow on the sofa the washing machine just started going woo, 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 woo. and I went fuck it I'll go home <laughs> but even at that point I was like it's not you honey you know what I mean it's just I just need a couple of hours sleep and stuff like that it's just a little bit noisy and you know even then you know you're still checking yourself aren't you you know mm. what I mean yeah, <laughs> like you know whereas a couple of years ago I suppose I'd have just gone fuck this fuck everything <laughs> smash my car up and walked home I don't know yeah, but like the thing is, like you know, that kind of thing is like, with, especially when you're like working nights and stuff. You know, it's just the sleep is the most. You're a, a, a fucking zombie. You're just like, oh, like you just, you just, you, no one understands if they haven't worked nights. You know, the the yeah, the it's uh, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. you know, and you're like you know, just kind of you become a stage when you're like just wishing your life away. I mean, do you know, what? I was in a job of working nights for about seven years, and um, I was like, I was just at the at the, at the end of it, I was like you know what, um, I'm just going to go and get a health check because it comes with the job that I have and uh, I just hope they fucking find something because I fucking <laughs> hate my life so much right now. I just would rather take the choice of not doing this job anymore out of my hands and just die, not even a good death, just a sad, you know... <laughs> you this know, is all giving me inspirational stuff to go to work in the morning, Winston. Mate, I know, Thank mate, you. I know, I get it, man. I do, I emphasise, man. Look, man, yeah, I've, worked in, so good. I've worked in fish factories, man. I've worked in quiche factories. It's fuck, oh, man, like all-nighters. And, like, uh, I remember when we were working in a, in a quiche factory in, uh, I think it was in, in Telford or something, like it was. And, yeah. um, man, all, I was surrounded by all these Nigerian uh, guys and girls, and uh, they were like, there's some big Nigerian women there. It's like, oh, they were sexy, sexy women, you know? And um and these this these Nigerian guys was working with as well. And one guy was like, Hey man, um just give me your phone number and uh you know, I wanna get into business with you and I was like I was literally like he was trying to literally rip me off to my face. Which I Yeah, found, yeah. Well really honest, these days it would just be an email. At least you've know, got the personal touch. That's what I that's what I miss. <laughs> The guy was just like, so like, looked me in the eye and said, look, you know, just give me your phone number. And, you know, if you've got like your bank details and obviously, you know, I need a bit of money to sell this business. I was like, oh my God, this guy is just, he's obviously a really good businessman. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because he's working in a quiche factory with me. All the time, <laughs> you know? yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, man, there's a, you know, there's, um, that was like, 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 you can get to meet some characters, you know, especially in those, uh, in those environments. Oh yeah. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I've, I've met characters and I've, <laughs> oddly enough, you know, like, you you meet uh, some people with totally different views from you, but actually it's not like the internet, so you actually get to know them and actually quite like them. 
you know, there's a, there's a few people I work with there who I get on well with and stuff like that. But it's just, you know, it's fucking hard ground. But that's right. that. Anyway, that hopefully it's not forever. Totally. If this, uh, if we all have our jabs and everything and, and everybody, you know, doesn't keep expanding their bubbles. Yeah, you can have the jab. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're testing it on the old people. That's what they're doing, isn't it? Yeah. It's testing it on the old people. If they're still alive <laughs> in six months, yeah, I don't give true. a shit. Yeah, that's I'll take true. it. So, like, and you were doing your own podcast, right? The Ben Briggs Show, right? The Ben Briggs Podcast. Sorry, yeah. excuse me. Ben Briggs Podcast. I know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't call it a show. <laughs> right. It's just me ranting right. for about half an hour, yeah. Great. And what number are you up to now? How many have you done? 185. Good I think. man. Nice. Thing is, I've had a few upload issues, so I'm a little oh. bit behind, like with the uploads and right. stuff like that. But we're getting on top of it next week, so it's not. That's too bad. good, man. That's good. Have you? Do you have people on, or are you just like just you're ranting for half an hour? I've had me on uh, various versions of myself, um, <laughs> just ranting for half an hour twice a week. I've had Hannah on, yeah, and that's it. The thing is, like, yeah. I've got it all set up in my house, yeah. and um, I don't like people around my house. No fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. So this is ideal for me, Winter. This, yeah. uh, mate. This is. Oh, I love this. Here. I love just like this. I love. I love actually just sitting at home, having it, like doing a podcast like this. You can just be yourself. Yeah, because you can't tell them to fuck off, can you? Without like, thanks. You, you know, like yeah. <laughs> at the end of this winter, you can just go <laughs> see you later, bang, and cut me off, can't you? Yeah. I mean, Whereas like, yeah. if somebody's round your house, you got to, afterwards. You got to go. Oh, do you want a cup of tea? And so, inevitably, <laughs> inevitably, they'll say yes. And then you've got to go, oh, fucking hell. I've yeah, got to use my politeness. water and electric to <laughs> give you a drink and make you more comfortable when I want you to feel uncomfortable and leave. Yes. Yeah, so, right. um, but thanks for being on the podcast. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Man. That's it. So, when did you start, Ben? Well, I started, I did my first gig 2017. Mm. And then that was like, I'd been thinking about doing it for a while and my parents knew somebody who owned a working men's club sorry 2017 you said no sorry 2007 2007. sorry yeah fucking hell jesus yeah 10 years what's that nothing yeah my parents uh, knew somebody who owned a um a working men's Mm. club and i had no way of getting into it uh, or no way of doing what and i just thought fuck it like i'll just do a spot there which was pretty horrendous yeah right and then I Googled getting into stand-up or whatever and then mm. did a like a weekend sort of like write-in thing. But they put you in for a, a gig at the end of it in London mm. through Laughing that? Horse, I oh, think yeah. it was. Yeah, Laughing Horse. And it was their competition. You know, they used to do a new Act of the Year competition thing. So I did that and got through and it went well. Nice. And... Um, the next gig I died on my ass. So, oh. and then the, and then the journey begins, doesn't it? That's it. That's it. So, so the first gig you did was in a working men's club. Yeah, it was fucking horrendous. Well, yeah, oh, like tell me about bog, this. This is without standard. you just went for it. I love it. You just went up there without any, uh, like you know, before the course you went right. I'm I'm doing this. Yeah, because I needed to, I needed to make a few changes, and yeah, yeah and I just thought fuck it, I'll do it, and mm. I did five minutes, and before they brought me on, they announced the buffet. Which it's got everything bad about it. Yeah, I did five minutes to people queuing up in a buffet. Oh man! You know, basically. So yeah, um, yeah that, that was that was pretty bad. You can't um, compete with a buffet. 
you know. Who I know it was. Good. It was the Volavons. If it wasn't for the Volavons, I'd have smashed the shit out of that gig. Yeah, you know what? Like no one is interested in in comedy when there's a f- fucking a f- free buffet there to just be demolished. Exactly. When oh. there's free f- when there's food going. If people are hungry and there's food going. I imagine Ethiopia in the 80s would have been a fucking tough gig. Big time, man. Big time. Yeah. That's it. Um, <laughs> hey, but it's for charity. But, um, it's for charity. Yeah. Please, guys, please. What? No, sorry, yeah. mate. I'm not the ultimate me. charity gig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so, so, do you remember your first joke? No, oh, not really. Um, I think it was, you know, what everybody does, yeah. doesn't it? They do something about their appearance mm. or they do something about where they come from saying their hometown's a shit town. Yeah. You know, you see, everybody does that, don't they? Yeah. Because you think you need to comment on what you look like. People still do that. Yeah. Like, you know, who have been going years and stuff, mm. still do the joke about what they look like because it's an easy gag to get in with the audience, isn't it? That's right. And the audience go, oh, he can laugh at himself. Mm. Maybe he's all right. And yeah. I don't, sometimes I don't want the, th- the audience to think I'm all right. <laughs> Yeah, like I remember seeing you. Like we you don't do you. a joke about your parents, do you, Winter? Sorry, uh, I, um, <laughs> you do. Do you, know what, do you know what? Right, I have actually started to build one in. Um, have you? But because do you know what? Right, I, I don't know what you're right. Get I mean, you got, like you you have like a quite a, a sinister appearance as well. If you don't like laugh or smile, you know, I found that do when I think? when I when I go up there, sometimes I'd have a very like I can look quite stern and like annoyed if right. I don't smile. And so like I'd be like I went I went, I went up there a while ago like fucking while ago two years ago now and it fuck's sake Jesus Christ it feels like two years I went up and I was doing a gig and there was this woman who went on before me and she did the middle age I'm the only I'm the token middle aged woman on the bill blah 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 you know yeah I was like okay great and then so I went up and uh, after her and I was like and I didn't I, like uh, and so I didn't say anything but so I was like you know well welcome Sage Winterfell and I went up and then and then they just went silent. Like, because they thought you just looked too stern. Yeah, yeah. and I went, I went, and I, so I said, I said, I get it. I said, I, I, I know that when I came up here, ninety nine percent of you went, no. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. That kind of cause, just because I look so stern and and they're yeah, 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 not not, uh, not warm in any way, but it's not my, it's just my face, like. So yeah, and and they, and they all laughed. I was like, brilliant. Now I've got, I know what it is. I was just ch- testing if it was correct, and so now I've I've t- built that stuff sort of into the the sort of like uh, the, the anchor, if you like, so, you know, to at the beginning. Um, yeah, it sort of like offsets that sort of like uh, yeah. that look, that natural look that you've got. Yeah, yeah. The, the the first impression, isn't it? That's what yeah. they go for, you know. But yeah, yeah. So like you have that, you have quite a stern appearance as well, isn't it? Yeah, I'm quite comfortable with um, that silence, though. Mm. I don't mind that because. Um, it goes with like the material I do mm. on stage anyway. Yeah, I always start pretty badly, <laughs> to be honest. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> I just think oh, I'm gonna fucking start badly anyway. So why why should I be likable? <laughs> yeah, why worry about it? Huh? Yeah, yeah, and then like try and drag them into what I what I want to talk about. Yeah, nice, nice. A great example of that is um is the one when we did that uh, gig in Nottingham. For NCF, and you went on. It was just after the Charlie Hebdo thing. Uh fucking hell, yeah. And uh, you did a great. Jo- there was a great joke you did on it, but brilliant. It was fucking brilliant. And that guy who's in the audience says, "No, I'm gonna have to punch you for that, mate." Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> he announced it. 
<laughs> and announced it to a fucking audience of about 120 people. Totally. <laughs> like, like he, like he thought he had everyone with him, didn't he? It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, no, dude. Like, no one wants to see that. No one wants to see you punch somebody else in the face, and it's just a joke. Like, he came up to the stage as well, didn't he? That's Tried right. That's right. You're like, no, mate, stage. don't come up here. And I was like, it's a very tense moment. Yeah, but I, I, I tell you what, that guy was a complete shitbag. Mm. Uh, because he came out the stage and he didn't, he didn't even throw a punch, and I sort of like pushed him off the stage, mm. and then he went down in the interval. I didn't know about this until like at the end of the night. He com- went down in the interval, complained to the management that I tried to assault him. Oh, what a little <laughs> when he boss. walked from the back of the room to try and punch me in the face. No, yeah, like it, and get enough witnesses there saw. Yeah, yeah. Saw him say that the guy obviously yeah. had no internal monologue. You know, it's just like. <laughs> he was just drunk. Yeah, he was just drunk and, and thought he needed to be more offended than he was. Yeah. yeah, I forget what the line was. It was something like, um, it was going on about obviously the Charlie Hebdo thing, wasn't it? Yeah. And not, f- oh yeah, thinking that like right. some of the cartoons or something looked a bit, little bit racist and they weren't that funny. Just on a comedic basis alone, I think they deserve to be shot. And it was, <laughs> it was but that. The line point, that I, I remember from it was ex, which was excellent. It was, he said, you know, it's like, well, you know, they always gone on about the pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah. Well, they had pens there, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. That it was, was yeah, it was something like that, wasn't it? Great it was line. like, yeah. I don't know. Great. It was a great line. It was great. And he, he just didn't see the humour. It was funny. It was fucking funny. Have you had any more interactions or, or potential altercations in your Yeah, career? I've had two more people try and punch me. Oh, since what? That was the first time. <laughs> that was the first time. He was a uh, he was a fucking visionary that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've had twice again for NCF actually. Oh, oddly what? enough, that was when I was <laughs> that was when I was comparing a night and within a minute and a half. <laughs> that's my personal best. Within a minute and a half, wow. somebody had tried to mount the stage and punch me. Wow. Um, what the fuck? Why? I Why? I don't know. What I, do, I've just, you, you know, I've, I've just got that look. People say, "Is he stern or should I punch him?" Yeah, that's basically it. Wow. Uh, so that was, yeah. So and then there was another guy after that as well <laughs> who's tried it. Yeah. And then various other people throwing glasses and bottles and things. It sounds fucking horrendous, doesn't yeah. it? But um, it's enjoyable. But um, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, that was for NCF. So I was comparing that night as well. Uh-huh. How to how to win the crowd over winter, <laughs> right there. <laughs> and I didn't do that thing. Oh well, uh, your first act is I fucking stood there, in and made it more fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, nice for nice. everybody else. That's yeah. great, man. I think That's... I evicted him from. I think I evicted the guy from the stage by actually grabbing his nuts. Yeah. I think I grabbed his nuts and his um, collar and just pushed him off the fucking stage again. And then that was at a rugby club or something like that. But Jesus, well, you yeah. know, you've got some moves. Like, that's it. You've got, you've got an arsenal to deal with. I mean, there's, some people have heckle put-downs. You've, you've got some chokeholds and, uh, and some fucking uh, grind strikes. At <laughs> not really. That's, let's, not, let's not make this uh, a regular thing. It's not really what I want to do. Just be like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> throwing people off the stage but I, don't, I must admit i don't like that i don't like it if people try and step on the stage and that sort of thing you know like because yeah. you get that alpha male yeah. sort of like you know people see you you know like with a skinhead and stuff like that mm. and you get that alpha male thing going on don't you yeah and it's like and you want to bring them with you and not not terrify them really isn't it yeah yeah but you also want to stay in charge as well you know what i mean mm. there is people who, who are always going to push that 
and you've got to make them aware that the stage area is my area. Yeah. You can say what you want when you're sitting in your seat if you want to. I prefer you didn't, but mm. I can handle that. But you don't get up on stage now. Do you think it's that gig? It's the fact that it's a pound, you know? It was like, a, This one was in a rugby club, oh, so okay. they booked me for it in a rugby club. Mm. So it was obviously, which is a little bit of a different dynamic because they all know each other, don't they? So mm. it's different dynamic from a normal gig. That gig, actually, the one in NCF, the one at the Canal House, is a really good gauge of material, I find. Yeah. Because you get a lot of different age groups in there. You get a lot of different genders in there, mm. races, and it's a good one across the board. If, you can, if you've got new material and it goes well there, it's a good sign. I always think that. The glasses and stuff thrown at you. Was it just, yeah. is it that just... was Jonglers, that was Portsmouth. Right, Portsmouth junglers. It's not, it's not going anymore, is it? No, no. Uh, they they closed all the junglers down. I, Are I they think, up again? Did I hear something? Yeah, I think like they've started doing touring shows or mm. something like that, haven't they? But um, yeah, Portsmouth was notoriously fucking shit. Mm. That was the night, actually. That was a good few years ago. That was the night I was doing. I think I'd done a couple of tryouts in Birmingham. And Julia was going to be at that gig, the booker. And that was the night she was at the gig. And the first time she'd sort of like um, come down to see me at one of her clubs. Mm. Yeah, some woman went mental and started throwing wine glasses at me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I know. And did she, obviously she booked you from that as so well. I can deal with yeah, yeah, she said. <laughs> Here's the type of act we need. Yeah. With smashed glass all over the floor. That's the sort of environment we want for our clubs. Yeah, he can, he, can, he can deal with it. He knows the clientele. I love it. It's great. Yeah, I dealt with it all right, to be fair. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, she was really lovely about it. But yeah, yeah, some of those Jonglers gigs were pretty good, actually. But, you know, some of them were a bit of a nightmare. Mm. And like you've been you've been nominated for the Midlands Comedy Awards a few times now. Yeah, I've never won it. Like, three times, right? Yeah, let's not get carried away. I've never won it. It's all right. It's nice to take And it is the Midlands. It's not like the UK. You know what I mean? No, still. It's an award Um, of some kind, isn't it? It's like, you know, it's uh, it's not not massive. It it means, I think it basically means you've spoke to a few people at gigs who have started (laughs) after you. So they will inevitably vote for you because they want to be your friend and think you you can get better gigs for them. And when you can't get better gigs for them, the next year... They'll vote for somebody else. Okay, fine. <laughs> nepotism, right? This is a nepotism Yeah, that's award. basically it. Great, yeah, great. That's fine. The Midlands Nepotism Award. That's nice. Yeah, that's that's basically <laughs> it. <I think. laughs> it was good. It was good chat. It was good at chatting to him after the gig. That was great. Yeah, had a great car car journey that one time. Yeah. Um. And but you were. Oh, I don't do car journeys, man. I don't do car journeys. No. Why not? Oh, fuck that. It's like it's like the same thing of um inviting somebody around your house to do a podcast. <laughs> You're yeah. stuck with somebody else. You can't do what you want. Mm. I haven't done a car share in, I don't know, in years, mate, in years, because I just got to the stage where, I'll tell you what it is, what annoys me, somebody will say, oh, uh, you're going down the M6, can you drop me in Birmingham? And you're like, yeah, no problem, I'll drop you in Birmingham, I'm on the way back from Northampton. I did this when yeah. I first started. Yeah. And you drop them in Birmingham, they're tucked up in bed, then you drive half an hour outside of Birmingham, Two hours later, you get home. They're fast asleep. You've got no petrol money or anything. And you've had to listen to them trying material out on you for like three hour car journey. And I was like, fuck this. This is, you know, yeah. I politely decline these days. You were finalist in the English Comedian of the Year. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah. 
that was quite good. That's good, that man. Was, that was quite nice to do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, down in London and that sort of thing, the final, that was all right. Uh, you don't remember the first joke you did at your, your first gig, but do you remember the, the first joke you wrote with after you did the course? Uh, I didn't. Uh, uh, to be honest, when I when I did that weekend thing for the Laughing Horse, they said come down with five minutes hmm. of like, uh, is that what you meant? Yeah, right, like, like, I mean, meant? yeah. Would you remember the first joke you wrote? Like that you went, okay, that's that, that's a that's a good joke. Now that that's going in the set. Big close. I, I remember the first joke. I thought I'm going in a better direction. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because like everything just like you know, uh, when I when I did that Laughing Horse course or whatever for the weekend and they put you in for the you basically do the saturday mm. where they go through your material and that you have to go down with five minutes or whatever mm. and they said don't change anything like that was the feedback from the guys who did it and you're like oh really oh thank you uh, and then you realize that the people who run the course are full of shit anyway and they're yeah. just lying about how much they earn and within six months you'll be doing better gigs than they're doing or a year maybe or two years you know what i mean mm. but i remember the, the first bit of stuff that i thought was more authentic was only like a more authentically my voice was probably only a couple of years ago three or four years ago really you mm. know like every you yeah. know where you think yeah. like this is really what i want to say and stuff like that i wrote a bit about race and that sort of thing yeah and um, I thought this this is the sort of stuff I want to do, and everything else because you write a new bit and you try and stretch yourself with it, and everything mm. else you just think, oh, that's a load of fucking shit. Yeah, that's right. You know, everything else you've wrote before because I've wrote this bit now, and this yeah. is this is, and I think like that it was good, it was funny, and it made a point. Yeah. And uh, and it wasn't just a and all race is bad sort of a point, yeah, and it yeah. took risks as well. It was, it was yeah. and people other acts sort of like it went badly one night and other acts think you know that's what you are mm -hmm. you know you're the you're the one who tries to be edgy or something mm -hmm. like that and i was like no i'm sure i'm onto something and i yeah. fucking worked hard with that material and got it to work right yeah that's the first bit i thought um you know really honestly thought that's a fucking good bit that is that's it man i say you shed skins on the way don't you, you just kind of go that's it. That that nugget there. That's what I need to build my entire set all around that kind of same ethos. Yeah, or or that's my viewpoint. Mm -hmm. You're you're sharing a viewpoint rather than, you know, your own viewpoint rather than just reinforcing what the audience already think. Yeah. Because you know, because you know, it, it, there's certain things, isn't it? Like the the whole oh, Trump's an idiot or or whatever. Well. It's complicated, that statement. He can't be that much of an idiot. He made it to be, yeah. you know, president of the United States. That's right. He, he, he had a goal and he achieved it. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, what he says is, you know, is mental at times mm. and stuff like that. But he fucking did it, didn't mm. he? That's so, you know, nothing's, I think issues, you know, nothing's black and white, is it? There's always grey areas, but we seem to forget about the grey area these days. Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, showing the good points of like anything for absolute comedy value is the most richest area to mine. You just go fully into the, the wrong version and just mine the hell out of that. But the, but the good things of the wrong thing is the is such a is such a, a great vein to keep digging. Yeah, I'm a bit of a contrarian anyway, you know what I mean? And go and just uh, try and look at things from all angles and mm. things like that. And, you know, and I tried to do that in not go down that route 
the obvious route with some of my stuff and just be honest. I think that's it. Like people say, oh, uh, uh, you know, you know, people have said, oh, you do edgy stuff or dark stuff. Yeah. Well, it's not really. It's just being honest about, you know, the way I feel about things. Uh, how many shows have you done then? Have you done like a lot of one man shows or? Uh, yeah, I've done Leicester quite a lot. Mm. Uh, I've never been up to Edinburgh, but I've done Leicester since about. I think I first did a show about three years after I started, three or four years after I started, I think. Yeah. And I've done it every year at the Cookie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking great venue. It's Mm. lovely. Downstairs, low ceilings, dark. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it's great. And I do it pretty much the same time every year. I was meant to be doing it fucking Sunday. Mm. Uh, But obviously, they said, do you want to do it online? You know, like the Leicester Comedy Festival say... Uh, you know, do you want to do it online? No, I, I don't. I want to do it in front of a live audience, yeah. like it's meant to be done. <laughs> That's right. The feedback—it's just—it's just like no, there's no comparison at all, is there? No, not at all. I've I've not done a Zoom gig, so I'm I'm talking with without any knowledge of what it's like. But I've watched them, and they look fucking shit. Mm. There's no joy in them, even if you can get the the audience feedback. It's it's even delayed. So you're like, you know, waiting for the line. It's like line to drop. You're like, how long do I gotta wait here? How long is everyone? How fast is everyone's internet connection? Do you know? What oh, I mean? really? At so the you... mercy. Plus, the fact for me, Winter, there's no jeopardy. Mm, that's right. You know, unless somebody gets offended by a joke and then knocks on my door and tries to punch me in the face, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> you want the combative, physical yeah, that's danger. It. I love it. I, 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 the, yeah. That's it. The, the literally, you can be, you can die at a gig. You can literally die, not just die, but die physically. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. The scars. You want the story. I mean, you know, go so you go. Oh, I had this really good Zoom gig the other day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's oh, great. Yeah, you know, at least send me a fucking virus on my computer yeah. or something. <laughs> if you don't like a fucking joke and you're offended by it, totally, um, man. Like that, that's it. It's like the, the that's what it's for. What we're doing it for. That's the instant gratification of, uh, of you know <laughs> just things working, right? That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and um, and the timing of it, and your timing. You know, you wait for the for the laughter to die down and, you you know, things happening in the room. Not that, you know, I'm pretty, you know, versatile when it comes to, you know, like going off if things happen in the room. But like you wait for the laugh to end and then bang, you hit them with another punchline. And it's all of that. It's like conducting an orchestra. Yeah, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, you, 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 you sort of like wait for it all to die down, then you hit another line, then you wait for that laugh and you might do another side that you think of on the spot and stuff like that. And, mm. you know, it's all of that thing and you're constantly thinking your brain's going at 100 miles an hour. And I ain't going to get that from sitting in front of my laptop, yeah. you know, looking at pictures of people. Yeah. What do they, you know, not even applauding like, <laughs> you know, doing jazz hands or something when they like a fucking yeah. joke. It's a very odd vibe, but so what's the name of your shows that you took to Leicester? Uh, this year's one was going to be not every not everybody's cup of tea because mm. uh, it came it came from somebody who reviewed last year's show. Nice. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's not bad. It sums it up actually. Yeah. I've had various ones. Okay. I, I can't off the top of my head. Um, yeah. I think my first show was four years in, so I didn't really know what I was doing, and it was called all growed up or something like yeah. that or i think last year's show was called yeah i just said that or something like that <laughs> nice that's right oh yeah that's right i just said that or yeah. something like that 
something like that. You can yeah. you can see I don't really take much investment in the titles, but yeah. you you just try and get across that you know like that it's not going to be talking about you know stuff that's in my cupboard, kitchen cupboard at home. The mantle. You know, or things like that. Or, yeah, or mantle, <laughs> or, you know, that sort of thing. Or, or what it's like to mow a fucking garden. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, comparisons of mowing the garden and hair. Yeah, <laughs> using a fly mow and a fucking strimmer. You know what I mean? I mean it's not going to be that sort of thing. You, <laughs> you just want these, like, these tropes now in the, the open mic circuit now popping up. Like, oh my God, what the fuck? What, what, the, he's talking about lawnmower. Where would you get that from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Fly edge, literally, oh, yeah. And then it's going to be like, then be like Edinburgh, the Pleasance, fucking sold out. I know, that would be it. The lawnmower guy that is on stage <laughs> with fucking loads of lawnmowers and he's milking it. Yeah. Mate, great. And, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be hopefully hopefully have a little bit more thought in there and approach subjects that not everybody talks about. Right, like you, I mean, you got like reviewed in Leicester many times, I'm sure. What like the, you got like what was your stars? Oh, that, you got, what, tell me what the. What, I don't, what you I don't really give you stars. Um, oh, I've never been reviewed by you know like that fucking okay. who's that prejudice chortle or whatever that guy. Yeah. Whatever his name is, I, I did obviously for the competition ones and stuff like that. I just, yeah. you know, I don't. This review was from a punter, so it's actually oh. quite nice. Yeah. Like it came down with a load of people, hmm. and um, and it was a nice review, just his own sort of thing that somebody forwarded to me or whatever. But I, I don't take much stock in review, to be honest. I've, hmm. I've read like some reviews about me and just think, oh, is that. Is that really what I'm like? I don't know, man, really. I yeah. thought I was trying to do something else than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously didn't get it. Like, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, but, some people yeah. don't, you know, but like, and you know, I don't know. Like, you know, people who you respect on the circuit mm. is a nicer review when you come off than they, not that there's that many people I respect on the circuit, but <laughs> the odd one or two. Yeah. Uh, no, but... um somebody coming off and going that was a nice bit or uh, that was, that's a nice premise or something like that yeah, yeah that's yeah. it that's it from someone who's like wizened like a like Yoda of the circuit like you kind of go oh okay thank you I've been on the circuit like 20 years ago oh thanks for that yeah but even those sort of people yeah. like sometimes you think there's not loads of people where I've been on the circuit and gone fucking hell they're good you know what I mean there's not loads and loads where I've, I've honestly thought they're fucking great yeah um there's been a couple name um, you name a couple if you, you go yeah these guys the last time the last time i saw ian cognito yeah i said this to hannah my girlfriend yeah, yeah do i need to I have to keep saying that do i have to keep saying that i don't know <laughs> i said that to hannah when I, I did a gig i did jay handley's gig at fat penguin and yes. he did that gig in birmingham mm. it's a nice gig yeah it wasn't long before he died, to be honest. And mm. I think he quit drinking and he was sitting on a bar stool on stage and he had beard and that sort of thing. And he was a lot less, he was always quite theatrical and dynamic in the way he did. And it was a lot, it took the energy level right down. Mm. And it was Carlin esque, yeah. his performance that night. I, I was standing at the back and going, and I gigged with him loads of times before that, and I always thought it was good, but it 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 seemed a bit theatrical and a little bit like over the top and a little bit stage schooly, you know, like and just too much 
But like when he was sitting on a bar stool and just like saying all his stuff, he kind of crossed over to becoming philosophical yeah. rather than just stand up. Right. And he had stuff I hadn't heard before, and I thought, fucking hell, that was good. Mm. And there's not there's not loads of people. The more you do stand up, there's not there's less people who have that effect on you. I think. Yeah. Don't you find that? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like I think that's uh, like this. You know, when there's some people you have there have a a sort of. Uh, a gravitational pull to them with their co- the comedy, if you know what I'm saying. Like, uh, I think there's one like Sean Mio. I think is an excellent comedian. Like, um, when you see him do him stuff, have you seen him do stuff? No, I've, I've seen. He used to be on telly a bit right. years ago, didn't he? But That's I've right. not seen him live. No, like he's so, like solid man. Just you know when he's like you, you, you know I was emceeing down in Plymouth a few year, oh, a couple years ago, about four years ago now, and uh, Sean Mio was on the bill, and so I was driving car journey down there and uh, the, the B bar and I was emceeing it was going great everyone was like it was just a hot crowd you know we're having, really having loads of fun and um, opening night did great I was emceeing it was really good fun and then the middle acts did great and then Sean Mio finished the night off and just was solid you know yeah um, and just was like you know you just kind of there was no moment in it when there was like oh yeah well that that didn't quite like you know it was just it was just non-stop the energy and you know how you we're talking about like how that that uh, demeanor of like the the stern or the sort of like the the you know the fake not 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 fake but the the just the this glacial angst if you like yeah you know it, it, it within a person but with a playfulness that you yeah know, yeah know it's fun and it's just a bit of fun you know we're just having fun here we're just fucking talking shit like life's a fucking joke anyway and it's that he would play with it such to such a such a, a great level that when that gig finished you could feel the room was electric you know what i mean yeah it was yeah like, and I, like I haven't seen that many gigs in the last well best part of ten years I'm doing it that that happened you know the audience walked away and went we saw something tonight you know yeah that's it that's the idea isn't it mm-hmm. that's the idea um, to do that and and you use your skills to get to that stage yeah. um, whatever that is and um, I think that's why I'm not really bothered about you know like walking on and wanting the audience to like me instantly because. You know, because I think I can. You know, I always think I can get there. I don't. Yeah. I don't care if they don't like me. If you, as soon as I go on, yeah. you want it. You want them to because it'll be easier, won't it? Yeah, of course. It's going to be a lot easier. Yeah. But like, you just think, well, this is the way I'm going to go about it. They either come on board or they don't come on board. Yeah. But having that attitude as well mm. on stage of you either come on board with me or you don't. That's appealing to an audience. Oh yeah. People God. respect that and they go actually. You know, and then they want to be in your gang instead of you going on stage and you going, <laughs> "I want to be in your gang." Yeah. It you turn that mentality around where That's where right. they're like, oh, "I want to," you know, "I want to be with this guy. I want to be with this guy." You know, Absolutely. I want to follow him and stuff like that. So. That's right, man. You're like you're aloof. Who doesn't like? Everyone wants aloof. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, that's it. They want to be your friends. Like, well, I just don't oh, got no friends. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you don't want to roll over and, um, yeah. you know, expose your belly you, right. to be tickled. Like, it's easier. You know, you always, you know, with a dog or something like that, you're always like the dog that won't come over straight away. You're like, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. And you, you start chasing them, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's, it's a weird sort of like mental mindset, but it, yeah. it, it sort of like, it seems to work. That's the dynamic, man. That's for sure. So, okay, I ask this question to everyone having podcasts. Then, when you go up on stage, what do you see yourself as? Like, do you have a model in your own mind that you go, okay, like it could be a trade, it could be a imaginary 
animal, beast, you name it, whatever it is that you potentially see yourself as. Okay, the example we talked about a minute ago, Sean Mio sees himself as a gun for hire, goes around the country destroying audiences. Why? But if you have one, it's a difficult question, I know. Take a bit moment take a moment if you think. I don't know really, to be honest. Yeah, it's a difficult question what you see yourself as on stage. <laughs> without without fucking disappearing up your own arse. It don't well yeah don't exactly that's the like, thing i see myself like as a prophet winter no mate look you've got your own show the ben briggs podcast Come yeah on. no yeah it's the fucking most narcissistic fucking title out there isn't it hey it's the ben briggs podcast nobody else's um, so like mate you just go for it man honestly go all the way up there man honestly like you whatever yeah you some sort of yeah as. definitely of course i see myself as that yeah. i'm not saying the audience see yourself as some sort of like philosophical fucking god coming out with shit and approaching subjects you know too de- too hot to handle man <laughs> um but uh, yeah i fucking see myself as that of course i do or yeah. I wouldn't be getting up there doing the sort of like material I do, yeah. but right. you know, not all audiences feel the same way, unfortunately. Winter. Okay, well then, well then, well, can you no. condense? That? I've had, I've had, I've had PCSOs on here, right? This one said, I feel see myself as a PCSO. I feel PCSO. Like yeah, like you know, um, police you know, community support officer. That's Jesus, right. that's bleak. <laughs> and yeah. I've had like I've had IT technician, like levels level one support IT technician. <laughs> So like you do be whoever you are, man. Like, I I, I sort of see myself. You know that scene in Gladiator where he he's just like wiped out about loads of people in the ring. He throws the sword. To, says, "Are you not entertained? Yeah. Are you not entertained?" Yeah. Yeah. I see myself as the sword being hurled towards the fucking people sitting down drinking wine around the edge. Yeah. I think I think that's how I sort of like see myself. To condense it down into that, I don't see myself as a PCSE or a fucking lollipop lady yeah. or a or a traffic warden or anything like that. Something like that, I imagine. So I don't know. It's uh, a difficult one without disappearing up your ass, but you know. No, that's fine, man. Like, no, honestly, like, so you're like a a, a blade that, that cuts through the uh, yeah, cuts through the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's which is what I think is the the job of a of a stand up com- comedian. That's good. That's good. Um, to do, yeah, to cut through the shit and get to the truth in whatever form that may be, whether it, you know, it's about race or religion or, or lawnmowers. <laughs> I, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like the lawnmower is just not as cool, is it really? Like, it's just not as cool. No way. Yeah, I, can't, I kind of, you know, I kind of find, you know, everybody starts off. You know, and you do stuff where you look back and you go, oh, fucking hell, that was a yeah. bit lame, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, man. But, um, yeah, I just want something more. And I think, like, if if I'm using my time on stage now, I, I want – I'm not afraid of the silences. You get – you yeah. get when you first start off, you're afraid of the silences, but now you, you kind of like them um, it, sometimes because, you know, it's all right. We, we can get through it the other side. Things that do annoy me is when uh, people say, oh, we don't want any swearing or stuff like that. Can you keep your language? You fucking book me, yeah. you know. Yeah. You book me. You know what I do. You know, what are you... What are you thinking? Why are you suddenly two minutes before I go on stage saying, like, oh, can you keep your language yet to a minimum? No. <laughs> this is how I talk. <laughs> have, you, have you written anything else? Like, are you interested in writing sitcoms or anything like this? Or are you, like... Just pure stand-up, or 
yeah i write ideas and and uh for things down and i've got a few ideas that i've been working on yeah. you know just roughing out ideas and that, that sort of thing and i know it's, it's it's getting the time to do it a little bit but hopefully um hopefully in a few months time and things like that things will um things will get a little bit easier yeah. um time wise and things like that it's yeah it's just getting around to it it's very difficult at the moment because you're you know like you know you you're, you're back to working long hours and things like that again you know eight hours a day or whatever you get home it's a physical job and you're knackered but you try and put things aside and to be honest like having a girlfriend who also does stand up you right. bounce ideas. You, you're kind of writing stuff all the time yeah. without even knowing it when you're talking about stuff and we help each other out quite a bit with just just being a sounding board you know what i mean yeah and it's nice to have that with somebody who you actually respect as a writer mm. and who's creative and whose opinion you respect as well. So, um, and you can just run things by like, on, you know, on phone conversations or, or whatever, or when, right. when you sit next to each other or whatever, you That's know, great. and like, also, <laughs> yeah, it's a good resource. Also, I guess she keeps you match fit as well. So she throws glasses at you and, you know, yeah, she does. Yeah. You quite often, yeah. When so I'm asleep or something like that, just punches me in my sleep <laughs> and says, should have blocked it. That's it. Keeping up on the uh, you know the the seat the cardio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. You're doing your podcast and you're just like you're you know you got a girlfriend and you like bouncing ideas off and um, that just sounds wrong there. <laughs> yeah, it does. Doesn't it? How, how about this tonight, sweetheart? No, we ain't trying that. <laughs> uh, okay, it's just just bouncing an idea off you. Yeah? <laughs> do, do you, <laughs> you write the show? Uh, not everyone's a cup of tea, and you're going to try and take that anywhere else as well apart from Leicester because Leicester's gone now right yeah well it would have been it would have been this coming up coming up this Sunday yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day it would have been. yeah I'm gonna scrub it up a bit get it you know when it just I'm gonna hammer new material nights as soon yeah. as we can just hammer new material nights not really give a shit about doing paid gigs because I've got a load of ideas that I just want to try out get yeah. that up to speed and then do that you know, I'm not really one for having a narrative arc through a mm. show. I know fucking Edinburgh, everybody up at Edinburgh, the critics and that cream their knickers over that shit. Yeah. Yes. But I'm not really like that. I've, you know, the stand-ups I like, which is mainly the American stand-ups, to be honest, um, I think they're way ahead of us over here. Mm. They don't do that. They don't do a narrative. Yeah, it's funny. You know, they, they do bits that are funny. And that's the way I always always wanted to do it. I don't want to do a narrative fucking thing and hit 45 minutes, you know, yeah. six months before I haven't, you know, before Edinburgh or whatever, people go, I haven't got an M for my show. And then the fucking right, parents, a parent falls sick and they're like, oh, fucking great. Yeah. This is it, baby. Come on. Death, finally. That's it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, no, just write a fucking joke, man, isn't it? Just write yeah. a fucking joke and yeah. the best Stop joke at the end. Stop praying that it. your relatives will die so you can fucking get a decent review. <laughs> Wishing your family dead. I mean, that is not yeah. a fucking way to live your life, is it really? You know, that's it. No. Uh, just before Edinburgh, just for sake, you know, wishing a relationship to get destroyed or, you know, just sabotage. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, it, yeah. On. Come on. Just man. so you can, you know, just have some, you know, something else to talk about other than, you know, playing the old um, sympathy cards. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Pity fucking party, man. That's yeah, what yeah. I do all the time. Dad, don't join it. Don't join the pity party. So, yeah, that's it. Well, hopefully, man, and, you know, you can keep your sanity with the work of the nights, mate. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Ben, where can we find you? I am. <laughs> I'm in the online department. Uh, no, uh, 
I've got a uh, I've got a website uh, benbriggs.co.uk. I'll post all my shit up there or my podcasts on you know everywhere you get podcasts in it, Apple and all that sort of thing. Yeah, Ben Briggs podcast and benbriggs.co.uk, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Well, Ben, thanks for coming on the show, man. It's been a pleasure to catch up with no you. No worries, mate. This has been like a more or less a, a Samaritan's cat, catching up with comedians and seeing how you're getting on and not you know fucking talking. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, man. Well, thanks, Ben, mate. Bring a pleasure. No worries. Take care, man. And that was episode 103 with the excellent Ben Briggs. He's Midlands-based, so if you're in that neck of the woods and you want to go see some comedy, go and check him out. And if you've seen him before, no two shows are the same. He takes a lot of risks, does a lot of crowd work, and he's absolutely got some killer punchlines. So go and check him out. Ben Briggs, he's got his own website, benbriggs.co.uk. And he's also got his own podcast called The Ben Briggs Show. So go follow him on those places. And if you see him on a bill, go and check him out. You will not be disappointed. He's excellent. And that's it for this episode. And if you like this podcast, you want to donate, you can. Go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast. You can donate as much as you feel this podcast is worth. And if you can't donate, that's okay. Just tell your friends about your favorite episode because it tells people where we are and what we're up to. We have a Facebook page. You can like that. We have a group. You can join that as well. You can also follow me on social media at Winter Dominus. I've had some great gigs recently and uh, I'm match fit after the, uh, the big sort of... Uh, virus cease and desist so i'm really on form now so if you want to come see me and uh, see some new jokes i've been working on i better have fun with it right now so go check it out at winter dominus for all the places that i'm playing also run a gig in hemel hempstead if you want to come down to see that uh, some excellent headliners as well as myself just holding on together so that's it this is 103rd episode next month we've got an excellent comedian another midlands comedian craig dealey so at the end of november until then Have a great Halloween. We'll see you at the end of November.